Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. All right, a little after 6 o'clock on this April 1st, April Fool's Day. Not a day for a lot of frivolity, though, as we continue along with uh, this craziness. Now we begin a new month of it among, uh, with the news that Wimbledon has canceled for the first time since World War II. Uh, and this has uh, got a feel that, it, I mean, really, our economy has been shut down even I mean, during that time, our economy was actually ratcheted up because we were having people go to work, women go to work, factories going 24 hours a day to, you know, contribute to the war effort. So actually, that was a time when it was going around the clock. Uh, now it's a different era. It's a sit and wait. And uh, we watched today as Wimbledon canceled their championship due to the virus as the virus continues to run unchecked president having his press conference now. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance because I was talking to Bobby Valentine on Radio.com. I did not get a chance to hear his press conference now. I know it has something to do with some international drug thing. Uh, hard to know why that's a part of the uh, virus talk. But, hey, who knows? The bottom line is they have not in any way gotten their arms around this in any way. And and, and that and nothing's going to change for us, folks, day to day until we get either a answer from a standpoint of them coming up with some existing drug that has been used on humans for some other purpose or a combination of drugs that they put together that work. That would be obviously the silver bullet if that ever happened. Um, forget getting something new. Something new will take upwards of a year. I mean, there are companies who are going to try and do that. There is, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of incentive for that to be the one that does it. And also, there's plenty of economic uh, incentive for a new drug because you own it. Uh, but uh, these old drugs don't bring back a lot of money, but that's not the case right now. It's to find something that will work, and hopefully that is the case if, if that would happen. Uh, the numbers continue to just explode 
nationally, with most of them being fueled by our metropolitan area. You know, we have over 4,000 dead, almost half of them from the metropolitan area of New York. We are losing people by the hundreds per day in the metropolitan area. It is hard to fathom. The numbers continue to go up and just skyrocket. We'll soon be over 100,000 cases in the metropolitan area. Uh, you know, New York is one by a wide margin. New Jersey is two by a significant margin. And then take it from there. Um, numbers exploding, as we said. We begin now the month April. You already have states like Virginia, which have already said that they will expect their people to be home till, uh, to, to June 10th. June 10th, throwing that date around, I mean, which is, I mean, nationally it's April 30th. Florida joined in today. We should have a national number. Now, there are a lot of states still, some of which have very little virus, but other states also which have not, have not uh, had the stay-at-home decree or any restrictions in their state so far. I think there's still 20 states or 19 states that are in that uh, in that way. We need something nationally. We need to restrict travel nationally, and then we need to at least massively test the hotspots uh, before we're going to get our arms around this and slow the growth and and be able to get any real significant change. Um, otherwise, we just sit and wait and watch the news get worse by the day. You watch it at night, you get up in the morning, you look at the number, it's worse. Now the reality, the economic realities are going to start to hit everybody. You hear the numbers and you're going to see this and hear this. The gun sales, according to Bloomberg, handgun sales in America went up by 91% month over month. That's not something you want to see making people think that they need to either, that there's going to come a time where there's going to be civil unrest. Hopefully we never reach anything like that, but we have to make sure the money that has already been voted for, that has already been allotted, that money has got to get out and get to the people as quickly. They said today three weeks. Three weeks is too long. I mean, you have people then who will not have had money sometimes five or six weeks. That's too long. Now, I don't expect people to have to, I expect they get an understanding ear from whoever they pay their rent to or pay their mortgage to. I expect they're going to get an understanding ear there. They have to. So we expect that. But that doesn't mean they have food to eat. They say the average family has less than $400 in an emergency fund or at their disposal. Yes, they can use credit cards for that, although that's not something you want to do, but in an emergency, you're going to do that. You're going to do whatever you have to do. Uh, Obviously, the unemployment numbers are going to be off the charts. And as we watch the backdrop where hospitals are overflowing and the numbers of the people just losing their lives just continues to explode. So, again... It's the same story now, day after day. You watch the Cuomo press conference and it just gets more depressing by the day. 
I haven't seen the presidents today, but again, there doesn't seem anything new there that's going to get anybody any hope today. I don't think anybody in America cares right now about what's going on with some international drug cartel. I'm sorry. I really don't think they are. Unless they were invading our country, I don't know what else they would care about. We have a drug problem in this country, but right now we have a more acute problem. We have people dying by the thousands. We have people losing their lives now by the thousands. We have virus exploding to where there's already... You didn't realize there was not... The first case was about five weeks ago that we heard a recognized case of any real note. Maybe there were 10 or 15 Now there's 207,000 cases at the moment in our country. 207,000. 800 and some odd thousand in the world. So we're a quarter of the world's cases. We're 12% of the world's dead. Our number is growing astronomically. We're going to have 100,000 cases in New York before too long. And we just have to do more. That's all there is to it. We just have to do more. There has to be a call to arms here to do more. Because the virus is winning. And it's winning by the day. By the day. We got a late start on it and it is kicking our rear end. And we got a stage of comeback. This thing is just getting out of hand. Back after that. All right, a little sports for a second here on the fan. Um, ESPN has a Jordan 10-episode documentary coming up about his last year with the Bulls. Uh, And that'll be interesting because the Bulls were a great team. They were like rock stars. I saw them play all the time. I saw them in person so many times I can't even. Thankfully, I got to see them play so often. Doug and I went to the playoffs in Chicago almost every year. Never missed a game when they came here. Never missed a playoff game when they played here. Uh, went to the finals most of those years. So we saw that team all the time. And it was a great team. And I liked the Rodman edition better. And they were better defensively. Uh, but... That'll be very interesting. And ESPN's always got an eye towards uh, promoting and merchandising, which is why it's utter nonsense, complete utter nonsense, that they would pick him to be the number one college basketball player of all time. That is such an outrageous, outrageously wrong selection. Listen, you can make the case that Michael's the greatest basketball player of all time. We can have a debate about it. We can bring in a couple of the guys generationally into the debate. The success of Bill Russell, the sheer dominance of Will Chamberlain. But we all know how great Michael was. But Michael was not the greatest collegian of all time, not even close. He wasn't the second greatest collegian of all time. He won one championship. His junior year team was a bitter disappointing team in the tournament. Lost to an Indiana team that should never beat them. While Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor, was so far and away the greatest college basketball player of all time. First of all, his junior team is the greatest team of all time. Secondly, he went 88-2 and 
in 90 games at UCLA. He won three national championships. He won three national player of the year awards. He won three most valuable player awards in the NCAA tournament. He won every award you could ever win. He was the most dominant figure in the history of college basketball. They changed the rules for him. And he was the center, the focal point and the center of every game and just the only thing anybody talked about in every game that he ever played in. He was by far, hands down, by a mile, the greatest college basketball player of all time. So the fact they picked Jordan is foolhardy. It's not even close. There's nothing even to discuss there. There's not any argument you could make that would even put him... He's not even close to being as good as Bill Walton was, no less as he is good as Jabbar was. So that doesn't even that doesn't even connect. And he averaged thirteen points as a rookie. His first year as a freshman, he averaged thirteen points. He made a game winning shot, but he averaged thirteen points that year. James Worthy and Sam Perkins were the stars of the team. James Worthy was an enormous star that year. Michael had immense talent. I saw him play in person every year he ever played in college. I was at the game. I was, as a matter of fact, Brent Musburger and I were basically four feet under that basket where the ball came through that he won the championship with. We were right under the basket getting ready to go on the air when that ball came through. We were standing right there. I still remember to this day exactly where we were standing. We were getting ready to go on the set in New Orleans that night. That's the first year I did the NCAA tournament for CBS. I saw Jordan play in person every year he played in college. He's a great talent, but he's not the greatest college basketball player of all time. It's not even close Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was. Not even, not even remotely an argument. I mean, there were a lot of guys better than Jordan in college. That, does, that doesn't mean that they were as good as Jordan as an all-time player, and no one was, and, and in the pros, nothing to discuss. But in college, come on now. That's just so unfair to Jabbar, it's not even worth discussing. I mean, that's not even, that's mindless. So anybody who's upset about that, not that it matters, who cares about those things, but the bottom line is that isn't even, they didn't even pick the right two guys to be the, the last two guys standing. Jabbar went 88-2, Walt went 86-4, did lose a game until his senior year. Lost to Notre Dame, lost to Oregon and Oregon State in the same weekend. The lost weekend, then lost to NC State in the semifinals. Before that, he was 30-0 as a sophomore, 30-0 as a junior. Won both championships. And yes, in the championship game, went 21-22 from the floor, as you know. In one of the great performances of all time. And he was, I think, the second greatest college basketball player of all time. And I think just that year got away from them. They got a little experimental, I think, in that senior year. They got a little bored. Remember, George, remember Bill Walton, from eighth grade till halfway through his senior year of college, did not lose an organized basketball game. Not one. So think about that. Eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, and then in college, until he was a senior, they had not lost one game. That's pretty outrageous when you think about it. And he was part of the UCLA team that won 88 in a row, a big part of it. Which they got beat that day at UCLA, as you remember. 
Duck Clay and all those guys got beat. Walton had a bad back, and then they lost to Lonnie Shelton, and they lost to Lonnie Shelton and uh, Oregon, Oregon State in the same weekend. They called it the lost weekend, and then they lost to NC State when NC State got the lead and pulled the ball out. Wooden was a proponent of the shot clock, so when he had the lead on numerous occasions against NC State, he never pulled the ball out. As soon as NC State got a one-point lead, they pulled the ball out. And held the ball. Stopped playing. UCLA never stopped playing. UCLA had a seven-point lead late in the game and, stopped, and didn't stop playing and blew the lead. UCLA did not believe in that. Wooden did not believe in that. He did not believe in holding the ball. So he would not. He was a proponent at the time of, of, of the shot clock. And those were obviously way pre-shot clock games. The last game ever played without the shot clock was Villanova-Georgetown in Lexington, Kentucky. Which, in that game, Villanova held the ball more than 45 seconds, I think 11 times. So they used the, the clock very, very much. And they also were 9 for 10 from the floor in the second half of that game. So they shot the ball very well. So that made a, uh, you know. But the point was, college basketball's greatest player ever, hands down, not even worth discussing was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Lou Alcindor. They changed the rules for him. Think about that. The highest scoring game he ever had in his career was the first game he ever played, if you didn't know that. Just to make the point, I could do this, but I'll do it once and get it over with, and then I'll never do it again. And he never did. The first game he ever played was the highest scoring game he ever had. Just to show the point that he could have scored, you know, if he wanted to score 50, he could have scored 50 every game. He, he didn't want to do that. And his junior team, which was Warren, uh, uh, Lucius Allen and Mike Warren, Hines, Shackelford, and Jabbar, is regarded as the greatest team of all time. Let me squeeze a couple calls in real quick. Uh, Sam in New London, what's up, Sam? Hey, Mike, I just wanted to say, man, first and foremost, man, you're awesome. You're the best. Well, thank you, Sam. What's happening? I just just wanted to say you couldn't be more right about Lou Alcindor being by far the best collegiate basketball player. Listen, listen, that one is not, and thanks for the call, that one is not even open to debate. There is nobody even close. Will Chamberlain only played one year in college. Bill Walton had a had a very weird senior year. He would have been the other candidate. There were some great players in college. Great players. We can go back and talk about the history of them. There were many. You know, which I can give you from Jerry Lucas, who was an all-time great. Tom Gola was an all-time great. You know, if you want scoring, you got Pistol Pete Maravich. Uh, they didn't win anything, but, you know, the point, you know, but if individual. But uh, if you want the best player, not even close, was Kareem. Rob and Lake Success, what's up, Rob? Michael, you're a thousand percent correct. Archbishop Malloy, I mean, that was by far the. And I remember. The no, he went to Power Memorial. He didn't go to Archbishop Malloy. I remember the. Um, the game, it was a weekend game on Walton against Notre Dame. If I remember, it was like a national game. That was a Saturday afternoon game, correct. Saturday yes. afternoon, and again, they broke yes. the streak. Mike, yeah. I, number one, I haven't talked to you in a long time, and I'm so happy to get through. You're just amazing today, and you're bringing me to tears. I had the virus, okay? I'm one of the earlier cases. 
Michael, this thing's been in the country since December. And you know what? It's really, really much worse. As a healthcare professional, the governor sent me an email. They need volunteers. I have friends that are nurses working out in Stony Brook. It's, a, it, it's just horrible. It's so much worse than what people have any idea what's going on. Well, you on. saw the plane, you saw, and thanks for the call, Rob. You saw yeah. the plane last night where the people were coming up on a flight of healthcare people to volunteer from Atlanta. I mean, they had a whole plane of them. You know, they took a picture of them on the news coming up. I mean, and uh, anyone who works in that knows that they need volunteers right now. They need they need uh, equipment. Um, hey, they even told doctors not to be complaining anymore about a lack of equipment. The hospital executives told the doctors to please stop complaining. The doctors aren't complaining because they want to complain. They're complaining because they want help. John and Nutley, what's up, John? Hi, Mike. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Yeah, what's uh, happening? Real quick. Um, first of all, with this virus, don't you think it's time to shut the literally shut the company, uh, country down where yes. you no travel, no nothing? And yes, except for, yeah, except for, except for essentials, I think we have to completely stop everybody from moving. No flights, no trains. The only thing that moves on the interstate, uh, highways is food. Uh, and we have to shut it down and we have to, and thanks for the call, John. We have to test in the hot areas. I understand we can't test 350 million people. We have to go to the hot spots, use the national guard, use FEMA, use every, every person in the military who you can spare and test around the clock in the hot areas to get people separated in those areas and get the people who need to be quarantined in those areas. And then we'll branch out to the, to the, to the states that have less of it. And then maybe within 30 days, we can get the country open. If we do that, it just seems to me, we don't have a sense of urgency that is missing here that we just wait for it to get worse. And it's getting worse by the day. Cody in Jersey City. What's up, Cody? Mike, uh, thanks for taking the call, Mike. Uh, first time uh, call, a long time listener. Yes. You, you know, you, you, you're right about, you know, coronavirus. We're getting clobbered all over the place, and it's time to maybe to shut down the country. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, just to tell you one thing. You know, I follow you on Twitter, and you make an utter buffoon of yourself every day on Twitter. Happy April Fool's. All right, so there's a guy who's got a good... Then why follow me? If you don't like what I say, why would you follow me? I mean, you, you know what? You know, listen. Not everyone's going to agree, and I understand. I understand that I took a shot at Trump, so I'm going to hear from the Trump supporters right now. I did it. I voted for him. I'm still a supporter. But you know what? He's not done a good job here, and I'm tired of seeing people die. I'm tired of seeing people die. I really am. I want to see it stop. I want to wake up one morning and not see people dying every day, okay? And this isn't a political thing. It's not meant to be political. And I understand people are going to get angry if, you know, there's, everyone's got a side here. And as soon as you say anything that's critical, well, then you're, oh, you're an idiot, you're this, you're that. Hey, what I'm saying is what I see. I'm being fair. This is a man I voted for. This is a man I have supported. In this area, he has dropped the ball. Pick it up and let's get better. Let's save lives here. I'm tired of waking up every morning and seeing another couple of hundred New Yorkers dead. You should be too. And if you're not, I don't know what you're looking at, Cody. 
Don't worry about re-election right now, okay? Worry about us getting through this. That's what you should be worried about. That's what's important here. Politics should not even register right now. It should be about us being able to get back to our lives and being able to wake up in this city without people having died all night. We're losing people by the hundreds every day. It's not okay in this country. It can't be, I don't care what your politics are, it can't be acceptable. And when you're so blind that it's my guy's right no matter what, that's where politics gets stupid. When it's my guy is right no matter what. No. Anyone can make a wrong decision, and when they do, you want them to turn it around. And this one needs to get turned around so that we can move on and not have everybody dying in our city. That's what's important. Casamigos Tequila sponsors the program, as always. Brought to you by those who drink it. We'll see you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.